Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I want to welcome everybody to the Unimpressed Podcast today. And I have a very special guest. So I want to welcome Mr. Joe Vitale. How you doing, Joe? I'm doing great. Why is the show called Unimpressed? Unimpressed because... If you look at me, I've been told that I don't respond to anything. It's either if it's good or bad, I got the same response. So hence the host seems unimpressed all the time. So the unimpressed <laughs> podcast. <laughs> well, I got my work cut out for me then. I got to impress you in some way, shape, or form. So let's yeah. see what happens. Saw some of your, your jewelry there. Yeah. What's going on with that? <laughs> My jewelry. Well, the, these are magic stones here, brother. This set right here, which I guess you can see some, these are called Rudraksha seeds. They are prosperity seeds from India. The okay. legend has it that Buddha was awakened under a Rudraksha tree. And so the okay. custom is, is to wear Rudraksha seeds in the hopes of being awakened or being prosperous. So I've been wearing these for a very long time. They were handmade for me. Another set is a string of rubies. These are prosperity stones. And this string was collected and made for me by a fan almost 20 years ago. And I've been wearing them ever since she gave it to me. And then most recently, we have something that is from Sacred Geometry. And there uh -huh. is gemstones and so forth to attract energy and balance energy. So there's a lot here. I just wear because I think I look cool. There's six or seven different hand-picked stones that were put together by the people who made this. And beyond that, I can't really talk about it. Because I, I don't know, not because I'm keeping a secret. So I wear a Moldavite, and sometimes I have these rationales uh, after experience I had about 11 years ago. Family's Native American. More and more has come to me over time. And how did your journey start recognizing some of these things, and how did that affect your life? Well, that's a big question and an important one. I have been a book addict ever since I was a kid. And so somewhere in my very early teenage years, I started exploring parapsychology and psychology and metaphysics and philosophy. I didn't really know what I was looking at because I'm 13, 14, 15 years old. But yet something inside me was motivating me and provoking me to go to the library and look in these esoteric sections. I can't say I understood what I was reading, but it was expanding my mind to think virtually anything is possible in this world if we can look beyond the 3D illusion that's around us. Now, when I was a teenager reading this, I couldn't articulate it like I just did. I was just looking for what are the limits? I wanted to be Superman. I wanted to have superhuman powers. I wanted to be better than and more impressive than, than Superman on TV. I didn't want to just fly. I wanted to walk through walls. I wanted to be able to move the energy of the masses and see what I could create. So my interest in metaphysics, law of attraction goes way back, but I can't say I understood it back then, but the door was cracking open and the windows were peeking to let me to peek outside. And so I was 
I was beginning to look around. I noticed that we had potential for more than what we ever imagined. I noticed that most people were leading lives of unhappiness. In fact, I remember in high school thinking, I want to be an author and I want to write books to make people happy because when I looked around, they seemed unhappy. And what I was just dawning on me, just beginning to realize is that, first of all, I was the one who was unhappy. And then second of all, it was a glimpse that there was more to life than what everybody else around me knew and were demonstrating and were telling me. And so with that beginning of a seed of understanding, I explored things like hypnosis, which my company is called Hypnotic Marketing. I wrote Hypnotic Writing. I wrote Hypnotic Marketing. I wrote Hypnotic Selling Secrets. Hypnosis has been with me my entire life. I'm on my 70th year now, so it's been with me for decades. But when I was a kid, I looked at hypnosis because it was a doorway into opening the limits in the mind and to see what else was possible. So that's what I was beginning to notice. By, by far, I wasn't awakened. I was just knowing, hey, there's more to what everybody else is telling me there is. What did that feel like to you? You know what it felt like? It felt lonely and it felt empowering. Lonely because I felt like I was the only one. I was the only one getting this. It's like everybody else gets up to work and goes to a job they don't like, works all day, comes home and does whatever they need to do to take care of the family. And they don't particularly care for that. And then they're exhausted and recycle and rerun the whole experience the next day. And I was awakening to, wait, you don't have to do that. There's other ways to do it. And even in my case, nobody in my family read books. Nobody wanted to be a writer. And here I am, the oddball who's reading books all the time, living in the public library and stating publicly, I want to write. So that's empowering, but it's also lonely. And I don't think I thought of it that way at that time. I just felt like, man, this is a, I'm the solitary man to go to Neil Diamond's famous song, Solitary Man. That's what it felt like. Where's your focus ability? Do you feel energy coming through your body? Do you feel, do you have any experiences that might be out of the ordinary? Yes, I, I love your questions. This, you have a very homespun, relaxed way of asking questions to go behind the surface. So you're going deeper than what the average interview would do. And so I, you may be unimpressed, but I'm impressed. Your, your line of reasoning here. So here's the big thing for me. My big awakening is when I realized I was a drop of energy in the collective energy of all that is. But that drop of energy has consciousness. And that drop of energy, which is I, can choose to create out of that ocean of available energy. Virtually nobody knows this except you and maybe your listeners, because the average person is just living their nine to five kind of 3D reality. And they're just li living an unhappy, as Thoreau said, quiet life of desperation. Mm -hmm. But it's occurred to me that we have almost superhuman power, supernatural power. And my experience has been the ability to create from the vast field of available energy out there by molding it. It's almost like using my mind as a 3D printer and the energy of the cosmos is actually the available 3D material. And with mm -hmm. my mind, through an intention, I can begin to mold something that will show up in 3D everyday reality. So the big aha for me is 
I'm not the God, but I am a God. And as I say it, so are you. And so is everybody that's listening or watching. We're all gods. We may have mm -hmm. forgotten, but that is there as an availability to us. And I would say that's my big, I rarely talk about it from that standpoint. So I'm marveling at how good you are in politely and respectfully pulling out the best. Where's your foundation? Do you know where that bloodline is from? The bloodline of my biological DNA or the bloodline of my consciousness DNA? The ancestral lineage has some effects on you as well. Where's that streamline come from? That's a wonderful question there. Well, you know, if we just talked about the biological part of it, you know, I'm an Italian-American, so most of my side of me, the majority of the bloodline is from ancient Italy. And there is a little American Indian in me and a little German in me, but for the most part, Italian-American. But that's the less interesting part to me. Yeah, let me let me break that down just real quick. This is, okay. a, this is an offshoot. Sure. You think that Native Americans in the Northeast acting like they were Italian because they could got away with it back in the day. Yes, absolutely. Okay. That was one of the things that Native Americans learned to do. We'll use the word blend in, to have mm -hmm. less of a blunt reaction or a, a prejudice reaction to the stereotypical view of what they might be like. It's like, no, I'm not Indian. I'm, I'm Italian. I'm one of you. Yeah. If you want to look at the esoteric energy line, you know... I'm not wearing the gemstone, but one of my favorite gemstones was a gift to me 20-some years ago, and it's a Gibeon meteorite. And as you probably know, the Gibeon meteorite is older than the Earth. It is estimated to be about 1 billion years old. So it landed on Earth in the 1800s, or it was found in the 1800s, and people chopped it up and turned it into jewelry. And it's one of the pieces I wear usually around my throat and usually when I'm on stage speaking because I feel it connects me to a cosmic energy line that's from other worlds. I actually believe that a part of me is not of this planet. It is of another planet. I don't know which one. It could be a parallel universe as far as I'm concerned. And there's a Earth 2, and Joe 2 is from it. But whatever the case, my energetic cosmic line is actually not of this Earth. And I believe a whole lot of us are like this. This is one reason I've written 80 some books. And one of my most popular books is called Zero Limit. It's about a Hawaiian healing method called Ho'oponopono, which some say didn't come from Hawaii or the Polynesian islands. It actually came from other worlds. And so mm -hmm. I think I have an alignment, an affinity for all of that cause to talk about the I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We keep a lot of emotions bundled up inside in life, and sometimes we got to talk to people. I witnessed the benefits with my own two eyes. I have a close friend that was struggling with depression and felt like she had no one she could consistently talk to because of her busy schedule. She was matched with a therapist through BetterHelp. After several months of sessions, I've seen a tremendous change in her personality and in her life. If you're needing therapy and and want to get some of those things off your chest, it's entirely online and designed to conveniently work around your schedule and empower you to be the best version of yourself. Just fill out a questionnaire and they will align you with the right therapist. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unimpressed today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash unimpressed. The consciousness downline, I'm not from Italy. I'm from way mm-hmm. before it. What part of Hawaii? Did you get this from Kauai? No, I learned this from the man who taught it to me. That was Dr. E. Haleakula Hulen. And okay. Dr. Hulen, for short, had helped heal an entire ward of mentally ill criminals by using this method on himself and his perceptions, they got better and ultimately were released. And that was mm-hmm. on the main island. It was the the Hawaii State Hospital for the Mentally Insane in the 1980s. I met him in the 2004 or so. And it's a long, separate story, but pretty fascinating. I say that. There's a lot of source that comes out of Hawaii. Yes. Sources, healing sources. And I've been told that Kauai and Charleston, South Carolina, where I'm at, are the two biggest energy points in the world right now. Oh, wow. I I didn't know that, uh, especially with the area you're in. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, supposedly we're right on top of the Great Crystal. I I wrote a book called Finding a Perfect Audience, and I did this with content, but I came up with this process. I always had these words I would say. I would say like environment, foundation, sensitivities, right? Emotions, timing, all these words I would say. And I was like, why am I saying these words all the time? And then one day I just started putting it together. So I created this three-step process. It can reverse engineer your life. It can be linear to everything and anything. Mm-hmm. The juggernaut is emotions is the bigger, biggest juggernaut in the universe. Yes. Right? Yes. So if you eliminate unconscious bias and you can freeze that information, build that information in quantity, mm-hmm. right? I can predict what can happen next because marketing is reactionary mm-hmm. and that is precise and marketing is emotional. Donna, that's my elevator pitch. That's excellent. And is that what your book is about, or is that what your book's going to be about? We're, I'm writing it now when uh, Simon & Schuster is, is distributing. Um, nice. So it's going to be a short book. I'm going to do a TED Talk. Forward, I, I look forward to reading it. I would like to see it. So, I mean, what is your thought about, what is your thought about unconscious bias, eliminating unconscious bias? Can we do that? Yes, we can do that, and that is part of the principle of what's wrong in the world, is that our unconscious is driving the show. This is one reason why my latest book is Your Unlimited Self, Your Unlimited Self. And there's nine different ways to get clear of what the unconscious mind is doing. I think this is part of my contribution to the whole self-awareness movement, self-help, self-improvement, is everybody talks about setting goals. They talk about setting intentions. They watch the movie The Secret. They learn about the law of attraction. They create a vision board, which is all fine and dandy. However, 
They all have an unconscious mind. And in that unconscious mind is a database of beliefs, programming, data. And Mm -hmm. that data needs to be in alignment with the conscious intent or you will not get your conscious intent. Your subconscious mind will veto it, will block it, will transform it, will change it, will sabotage it, will protect you from it because of the beliefs in it. So for me, this is the million dollar work that we all have to do. It's the inner work. It's the inner work of getting clear. What are we getting clear of? In my book, I call it counter intentions. These are the unconscious bias. This is the unconscious beliefs. These are the unconscious intentions. So when somebody says, oh, I intend to attract more money and they really do intend to attract more money and they want more money and they got reasons for more money and they got a script and a vision and new beliefs. But if in their unconscious mind, they think money's bad or money's limited or money's scarce or money's evil or they don't deserve money, any of that in the unconscious will stop them from attracting money. Mm -hmm. This is the most important work we can do. And that's why my new book, Your Unlimited Self, has nine different ways to get clear of those blocks that are in the unconscious. Well, the very first thing I want to say is not only can people improve their lives a lot, they can improve them so dramatically that it's like they have a new life And the old one is a reincarnated old version of themselves that has now fallen away. Mm -hmm. The new life is so incredibly different and colorful and rich and prosperous and healthy and happier than the other one, that there's almost no comparison. It's like another person is here. So it's that dramatic. And as for the first step, the first step in all of this is awareness, is awareness. We need to look around and go, okay, do I have the money I want? Most of us don't. How do I feel about that? Are you frustrated? Probably. If you don't have what you want and you're frustrated about it, there is a sign that in your subconscious slash unconscious mind, you have limiting beliefs. But let's just move from money. What about relationships? Are you in a happy, healthy, fulfilling relationship? If you're not and you want to be and you feel frustrated or agonized or depressed or sad, probably there is a limiting belief in the subconscious. Same thing with health. Same thing with anything you could name. If you don't have it and you are frustrated, any other word for frustration or unhappiness about not having it, most likely there's a subconscious, unconscious belief. So the very first step is awareness. The very second step is start to ask yourself, what might those beliefs be? And at first you've got to shrug and say, I have no idea. I don't know what's blocking me from money or relationships or health or whatever you're looking for. But then you have to just kind of role play and and kind of just ad lib and do the Freudian free association kind of thing. And just imagine what could be a belief, you know, maybe I don't feel good enough. Maybe I don't feel lovable. Maybe I don't feel like I'm smart enough, good looking enough, young enough, old enough, thin enough. Any number of things will come up. I'd be writing those down as possible beliefs that are actively blocking you from your own good. And then the third step would be, to get clear of those beliefs. I have nine ways in the new book, Your Unlimited Self, to get clear of those limiting beliefs. And one of them that I mentioned was Ho'oponopono. 
That was the Hawaiian system that may have come from other planets or other galaxies. Who really knows that Dr. Hulin taught? But there's lots of ways to get clear of those beliefs. I talk about nine in the new book. So there's three steps. When I'm in a meeting, and I don't know if you ever do this, and I've got to catch myself. Like when I'm in a meeting, and I, especially I was thinking about initial intent of thought process, right? So I'm in a meeting and it's something new for the people I'm I'm in a meeting with, right? What I'm talking about, something new and they don't quite get it. So I can like see it in their heads. They're like, first initial ten is, I don't understand this. I don't know if I can be successful with this. How can I be successful? Usually that's the initial thought. Instead of saying, I will be successful, even though it's new, right? I will succeed, you know? That the human race does not go to that positive initial intent. Why right. do you think we go to the, the negative initial intent? I'll tell you exactly why we do it. It's survival. We are programmed to protect ourselves. This is in the reticular activating system as part of the brain stem. It is our default setting. And it's a good thing because it's trying to keep us alive. It's trying to keep us surviving here on planet Earth. And so it doesn't want us to be in danger. Part of what's considered danger is looking stupid, making a mistake, doing something that would be considered a failure. So when we hear something new, it's really easier for us to dismiss it. It's easier because we stay within what most of us would call our comfort zone. But why do we call it our comfort zone? It's our safe space. It's our safe zone. This is our known reality. And so far, known reality has kept us alive. So our brain says, let's stay right here in this area that we know is safe. Let's not step out of it. Because if we do, there could be a tiger. There could be a lion. There could be a black hole. There could be a net waiting for us to drop on us. And so it's trying to keep us safe. What we have to do is, this goes back to awareness, to be aware that that's our default. One of the things we can do, and this is really a million-dollar tip, is to ask ourselves, are we really in danger? When we hear a new idea, ultimately, we're not really in danger. We're not in any physical danger. We're not even in any intellectual danger. There's no real danger. So if we can look at it and go, oh, no, that's just an idea. Let's explore the idea. Maybe, just maybe, it would actually be good for us to follow through on that new idea. So being aware that our default default setting is protection and survival will help us because it's not bad. It's just, you know, it's just the way we were wired. Well, when I start seeing that going on in people's heads, right, right, I think I, you know, I tell them that. It's almost like, I don't know if I should stop telling people that because it's almost like they don't like the truth. Yeah, they, they may be because in a way you're in their head and that's yeah. like, hey, wait a minute, that's my safe space too. get out of my head. Yeah. What I have found, if you don't mind me offering this is a tip. What I have found is to say what I want to say to these people as a story about somebody else. So instead of saying that, hey, what's going on in your head right now is blah, 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 I'd say, you know, I was in a meeting or I was talking to Joe Vitale and we were talking about being in meetings. And we both realized that when people hear new ideas, they often shut down because they don't want to go there. They're afraid of exploring it. But what Mm -hmm. Joe said in the meeting was what you want to do is look at the reality is is it really dangerous? Ask the question, is it really dangerous? And it probably isn't. So my point being, if you tell a story about somebody else Mm -hmm. who was blocking the information, but open to the information, 
then the people in the actual meeting you're in that's hearing the story will be more inclined to let it come into their being. Their filters, Mm -hmm. their defenses will have dropped. You're not talking about them. You're talking about somebody else. So they'll listen to the story and absorb what you have to say far more willingly. Based on my research and what I feel and what I go through, like I can't be around people and I've been told to have a, a clairsentient. Have you ever heard of a clairsentient? I have, yes. But remind me the definition so I don't have to Google it. It's in like I absorb people's energy. Like if I'm in crowds, oh. I absorb their energy. And if I really yeah. dial into that person, I can almost get into their head. How do you manage that kind of thing? Yeah, well, that's a great question too. And this is something I also haven't talked about before. But I pretend I'm on the Enterprise of Star Trek and I push a button in my head and put a force field around me. And so what I am imagining is that there is an invisible field of energy that you can see through, but you can't get through. And I put it around me as I go out into the world. Now, over the last few years with the pandemic, I haven't been out as much, but I have, I'm a guy who travels all over the planet. I'm speaking in Russia and Ukraine, Iran, Italy, everywhere. And so when I do that and I'm around mobs of people or even on airplanes with those strangers that are on there with me, I got to do something. And so what I do is really I set the intention of being safe. I tell my body mind system to create this esoteric force field that's around me that nothing that's going to harm me is going to get in. I can still walk, breathe, move, eat, do whatever I need to do to get through my day and get to wherever I'm going. But without the impact and influence of other people's energy. I didn't tap into this until I did a journey, did a shamanic journey 11, 12 years ago. And Mm -hmm. and that's when everything changed, changed for me. And I I vacillate on how some people use plant medicine to an extreme level compared to figuring this out yourself. Do you know if there's, there's a break even point of really finding yourself internally if you have have something that you have to go to plant medicine? I mean, what's your thoughts about plant medicine and doing things naturally? I I love the question. Wow, what a great question, too. First of all, I have been very open throughout my life to whatever I could try that would help me advance in terms of consciousness and expansion of energy and awareness. And at the same time, at this point in my life, I would say that all you really need is control of your own mind. And for example, one of my latest programs is about mental time travel. And it's called, in fact, it's at mentaltimetravelsystem.com, mentaltimetravelsystem.com. And what science has proven and what I have discovered is that you can mentally go back in time, revisit your past and re-script your past. And when you do that, you empower all the energy that was locked in the past to be in your present. And now when you're back in the present, having unlocked the energy that was stuck in the past, you can use it to mold and script the future you want. All of this is done without plants or drugs or any sort of unnatural, or I guess arguments could be made that those are natural, but without those different aids. The only aid perhaps is that I, as the guide, am leading you through an audible experience that you are experiencing inside your own mind. That's what mental time travel system is all about. But when you do it, I don't know if it isn't actually real. 
I don't know if we're actually stepping through a black hole in consciousness and we go down this portal, we end up in the past. And there in the past, as we relive or review what was going on, we can redo it and rescript it. And then we come out of that black hole. I don't know if that's actually a quantum science level of reality or if it's our creative imagination. But here's the point. Whether it's one or the other, it works. So I'm far more interested in the mental powers that enable us to expand. And if somebody finds that they're doing it with plants or something else, Godspeed to them. I'm not an expert on that, but I'm in favor of the natural way. Because, you know, when I look at Reiki, right, it's almost Reiki's 100 years old. And it's like this thing was created and I, I didn't really have to study, right? Like she gave me my practitioner's license because I, I was able to do these things naturally. Right, right. So I was like, is, it was Reiki to set up for people that may not necessarily be a Reiki healer, but it's a place that they can find a home. You know, just like in the probably every field we can mention, there is the marketing of metaphysics. Mm-hmm. It's an enterprise. It's a business. There are people out there selling you the goods. They're saying, take this supplement, take this plant, take this book, take this journey, and you will get to the enlightenment you're seeking. And there's a whole lot of selling of spirituality. And I want people to be aware of their inner compass mm-hmm. when they come across those claims to greatness. Because I'm a marketing person. I held up my book. I told you I have a new book, Your Unlimited Self. I told you I have a new program online, mentaltimetravelsystem.com. So I'm a marketing person. You won't know about these different things, including what I'm doing, if somebody didn't tell you, if somebody didn't market it. However, I really want the consumer, the people that are watching and listening to you and me and the show, I want them to tune into their inner compass and ask themselves, is this right for me? Not just buying the latest product that's off the shelf, but looking within themselves because whether it's Reiki or it's, I don't know, an Aikido martial arts or something else, there's a lot of different ways that'll open you to the next step in your life. Mm -hmm. And most of them, I would think, are either free or next to free. I think if the rationale makes sense or someone can explain something to you and Mm -hmm. have it make sense rationally, I think that's a big deal. You know, I think if you get lost in that ABC process, I think that's maybe when you have to question some things. Yeah, and I think being clear is is the ultimate here. You want to be clear inside. I can see you're very dialed in, and I can see it in your eyes. And it's like you have to, like in the environment you're in, this is an environmental thing, right? Even though you're so dialed in and have a, a strong message to me that's very rational and makes sense and is needed for a lot of people, but because the environment you're in, nobody's going to hear that message unless you market that message. That's exactly right. <laughs> right. And I do have to do it. I am a marketer. I am an evangelist for what I believe in. But what I market, and this is what I think anybody who's in business or anybody trying to do any marketing needs to do, is what I believe in. Mm-hmm. So in other words, if somebody is trying to market something they actually don't believe in themselves, they're not going to do well. They're not going to feel well and they're going to fail in the process because they're missing that passionate connection, the natural passionate connection between them and what they're trying to get into the world. So when I talk about a new book or a new program, it's like I'm a little kid who feels like I've discovered the rainbow or the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, and I want you to know about it. It's Mm -hmm. 100% sincerity. 
100% sincerity and 100% thinking of the other person and the value they're going to get from this. That's the difference. I think with a lot of people who are marketing or in business, their heart isn't in it. They're doing that because they think they're going to make money. They're going to make yeah. a buck or two. And yeah. long term, I think there is, in many ways, I think business is the great spiritual teacher because mm -hmm. ultimately, ultimately it teaches you to look within yourself and only share slash market what is coming from your soul. Mm -hmm. Anything else, you're not going to feel good. You're not going to do good. You will probably fail. I think you're right. I think you got to look at the person. And if that person seems passionate, very, very passionate about what they're doing, and it feels like it's coming from the heart, because I've talked to people, Reiki this, Reiki master this, this, and this. And when I have a conversation with them, I was totally disconnected. Yeah. There really wasn't any passion. It was almost like yeah. they were a textbook yes. of circumstance. Yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. There's a lot of people that, that know the words, but don't have the music, so to yeah. speak. Yeah. And that's something, hopefully, by me saying that, that's, that's something people don't point out. But I think you can see that in the person. Because at the end of the day... This whole world is the people's business, you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> <laughs> That's it. You know, there's a rule of thumb. Everything you want comes through other people. I mean, yeah. just about anything you name, somebody else got it or is going to pass it to you. So you got to deal with people. You have family, you married, kids? Well, thank you for asking. Uh, not married, recently went through a divorce that was during the times. So it was not pleasant any way you look at it. Uh, no kids. I have 80 books that I've written, and I've always considered my books to be my kids. So I have put my career into my into my life in Texas and beginning a new relationship. How do these narratives come to you? Uh, usually by inspiration. In other words, uh, I'm walking along, minding my own business, and an idea comes to me from the cosmos, if you will. And I go, oh, that sounds like a good idea. And then I'll start writing it. My next book, and it's called Unexpected Kindness. And this book came because Bob Proctor, who was in the movie The Secret, A Law of Attraction Giant, he deeply influenced me, and he died last year. When he died, I found myself, again, with inspiration at my computer the next morning telling the story of how he had helped me. And then the next day, I remembered somebody else who helped me, and I wrote that story. And the next day, it just kept happening. And 30 days later, I didn't know I was writing a book. I just looked and said, oh, there's a book here. And so the book is Unexpected Kindness. And I have a website up, unexpectedkindnessbook.com, so people can be alerted when it comes out, unexpectedkindnessbook.com. I'm a guy who very much pays attention to inspiration. I love inspiration. And when it says, write this book next, I usually go, yes, ma'am, and start writing. It seems like you got a lot more information coming out of there. I love what I do. And I think that's the secret for all of us to have a great life. Love what you do. Find what it is that sets you on fire and, and follow it pursue it. For me, it's my books. And I've been fortunate enough to be in movies and on stages. And, you know, I'm a musician. I have 15 albums. But really, when it comes down to it, it's books. Like, hey, see, this is marketing in action. Like yeah. your unlimited self. <laughs> well, cool, cool. Well, if you're listening out there, anything, Dr. Joe Vitale, he's the real deal. It's a great conversation. Hope you learned something. I love it. Can't wait to see your book, and I'm flattered to be on your show. You're a great host, and you ask very intriguing questions. Thank you. I'm glad you said yes to my show. I'm, you're my uh, example. You're the leader in this space, and uh, hopefully uh, I learned a lot today. You know, Thank definitely you. had some different takes, and uh, mm -hmm. 
again, Dr. Joe Vitale. I'm John Edmonds Cosma, the CEO of Bain Productions. Thanks for listening. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mm. 